Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than all-star voters slept on BAM at a bio. Sleep PM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxurious spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately need. And to make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. I love this stuff for my dog. It helps her relax so much. Once again, that is CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday. And I have an idea of how today's show is going to go. And if you're hearing me be a little bit flustered, I tweeted out, I just have no idea how to do a podcast. After the Pelicans lose 125-124 to the Portland Trailblazers, a game where they led by as many as 17 with six minutes left to go in the game. You're frustrated. I know. You don't need to tell me. You are. It's okay. We'll get through this, and we'll be able to talk about it together a little bit today as well. So, I, I don't know. Let's dive into it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on conversations happening every single day there. And of course, I'm going to be live on there today for the first of our weekly Locked on Pelicans chat. So download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group. And then... Get in on the conversation. It was pretty fun. I used this a bunch the past couple of days. I'll tell you a little bit more about it coming up here later on in today's show. So where to begin with last night's game? It's it's not easy. You know, it's funny. When you hear beat, stories from beat writers of stuff where a game swings in the final couple of minutes and completely kind of changes the, the narrative, the conversation around the game, happens to podcasters too. You know, beat writers usually pre-write a lot of their stories, the gamers, that they file after a win or a loss when kind of the outcome is not in doubt. And then you have something like this where they'd have to completely rewrite everything, get it in on the deadline, and it's just not fun. Kind of like what happened to me here in this one. And you too, probably, for how you're going to talk about this with like your friends, right? Like what's what's your group text about the Pelicans going to be going into this? And then those final six minutes happen and it completely changes the nature of the game and kind of our takeaways from it. And it does. This one I thought was kind of interesting for a number of reasons. So first and foremost, the Pelicans choked, right? They were up 17 with six minutes left to go and they lose by a point, 125-124. You know, I, I part of it was Dame time. Part of it was Damian Lillard just doing what he does, right? The, the tapping the wrist, you hear me doing it, um, for the watch, Dame time. He closes games out like he's as clutch of a player that we've really ever seen. And he does it with just unbelievable shots. And he did it somewhat in this one. At one point, he just got hot and kept shooting. But the Pelicans also really kind of botched this themselves, 
But Lillard said after the game, you know, that he's been, talking to TNT, he said, he's been here before, he's put in the work, he knows what to do to win games, and it's very clear that the Pelicans don't. This was the 11th blown double-digit lead for New Orleans this season. It's the first where a team led by as many as 17 with six minutes left to go. That is the first time a loss like this has occurred this season. They played 100, sorry, 263 games, 36 games, something like that. Over 200 games where a team was up by 17 with six minutes left to go. And the Pelicans are the first one to lose. They, they don't know how to close. They don't get any coffee here. You know, Brandon Ingram missed those two free throws that would have iced the game. After that, you had Nikhil Alexander-Walker lose the ball out of bounds when the Pelicans were up one. And then on the next possession, Eric Bledsoe fouled on a shooting foul. And they would have gone to the line anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Fouled Damian Lillard and sent him to the line for two free throws, which he made. And then New Orleans got a heave at the end and they lose. You know, this wasn't one person choking the game away. It was basically the entire team. And while Stan Van Gundy, I thought, made the right decision to foul Damian Lillard when the Pels were up three and he got the ball in his hands and sent him to the line for two, you know, he waited maybe a little bit too long to put Lonzo Ball back in the game in the fourth quarter, who had played phenomenally and played really, really good defense in this one. So until this Pelicans team figures out how to close the players and the coaching staff to a degree too, it's going to be a long and a rocky season. But this is the sign of a young team. You almost expect something like this. You know, again, Damian Lillard said he's been here before. He's put the work in to overcome these type of situations, and he knows what he needs to do. Well, the Pelicans have been here a bunch so far this season. Again, 11th blown double-digit lead of the year. I don't know if they've had the time to put in the work, given the kind of weird season that we're having here, and they don't know what to do to win games. So they got the first part down, and now they need to figure it out because they've had plenty of opportunities and they'll likely have plenty of opportunities to go and, and do it more. You know, Damian Lillard's been in the league for a while now, closer to a decade. He's got experience doing this. He wasn't doing this as a rookie or as a young, you know, second, third, fourth year player. So these guys have room to grow and become that sort of closer, but they definitely don't have it now. Look, there were other issues, right? You, you could have gripes the whole final six minutes of the game, and we're going to get into that in the next segment. Kind of what happened to the offense and why did they go cold? And both Stan Van Gundy and Zion Williamson talked about it at the end. But look, more than anything, this team's young. They don't know how to win games. It's, it's partially to be expected. A lot of you all on, on Twitter wanted me to come in and just crush this team today. And like, I'm not. You can probably hear some frustration and disappointment in my voice with it all. And I think you you definitely have the right to be. And if you want to, you know, rip into them, go for it. But when I look at this one, like, it's just the mark of a young team. You're going to have to take lumps like this. I'd love it to stop. I'd like to not have to keep having moments like this where after that game ends, you just kind of sit there on the couch at your TV because you sure as shit can't watch this on the Fox Sports Go app. And are like, what, what just happened? And try and figure it all out. But, you know, the team's going through some of the same things, too. And so, yeah, they're young. They don't know how to close games at all. And hopefully they just, these become learning experiences and not just blown opportunities. And only time's going to be able to tell with that. So while I'm not upset about kind of failing to close the game out, I am going to be pretty angry about some of the other stuff we saw in the final six minutes of the game. And I want to talk about that coming up here. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by... 
Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. It's just a real cool way to have a conversation with other NBA fans or Pelicans fans. And, you know, it's not like we can go to a bar, you hear a group of guys talking about something kind of interesting relating to the team, and you just join in the conversation. Can't really do things like that right now. And Locker Room is a real great way to kind of bring some of that back to your life. It's audio only that's really there for sports fans and others. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and everything else. And it's just fun to talk to other fans and insiders. I jumped on there just to listen to some of the conversations going on, some of the rooms that were happening. They were talking about you know, contraction or expanding the league and the pros and cons of each of those. And it was just a really thought-provoking conversation. And I was happy to provide my insight onto that too. And what I thought it was great to be able to have that interaction. And I'm going to be hosting a room on this every single week, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. First one today. I'll tweet out the link a little bit later, but to join, all you need to do is download the locker room app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter and join the NBA group. And then follow me. It's at Nola Jake to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live again on Locker Room Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. First one today. This is your chance to get in on the show because I'm going to use some of this on Locked On Pelicans eventually. It's your chance to let me hear what you have to say, maybe about Zion only taking six free throws in last night's game. And also let other fans hear you too. I can bring people on stage. You can ask questions. You can share your thoughts. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll go for at least 30 minutes. I can't wait. So please join me today on the Locker Room app. Download it today from your app store. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Process is really simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? There's no problem here. Blue Chew's sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable. So Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship discreet so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Sorry, try Blue Chew free. There we go. When you use our promo code locked on at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code locked on to receive your first month free and we thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast on the locked on today podcast lebron james now an owner of the boston red sox with ross jackson host of the locked on saints podcast get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts so in the last segment i didn't kill this team as much as many of you would have liked me to have done we'll kill them a little bit more So we get that frustration out right here in this segment of Locked on Pelicans today. You know, again, you miss two free throws. You you have a foul against a guy who draws a ton of fouls. And, you know, we've, we could complain about the refs in this game a whole lot. But Lillard gets whatever whatever calls he wants. He does. Just stars do. He's, he's to some degree, to some degree earned it. 
you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker, the ball bouncing off him going out. It's a young player making a mistake. All of this was a lot of young players making mistakes. You take those lumps, they grow from it. You process this 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 game, this result, and then you you, you hopefully improve and, and don't make the same mistakes again. I th- I'm big on that. You can make mistakes, just don't make the same mistake twice or over and over and over again or 11 times in this case for the Pelicans this season. But some of the other things were a little bit frustrating, a little bit baffling because you had pretty good games off the bench from Josh Hart and Akeel Alexander-Walker, and they weren't really in as much as you would have liked down the stretch. And instead, you had Eric Bledsoe in. And look, Eric Bledsoe in this game was good. Eric Bledsoe in this game was legitimately good. I've seen people being like, I hate him. He's terrible. He, he was good in this game. He was trying. He played good defense. He had a couple of clutch shots, including a big three. But I don't know if you necessarily need to close with him. And he made some mistakes down the stretch. And if you watched that game with about a minute 45 left to go, he had the ball with about 14 seconds left, drove right into kind of the teeth of the defense and was blocked by Carmelo Anthony. You had Brandon Ingram wide open. You had Zion Williamson wide open. And there were multiple, you know, you've got to pass the ball to them. The game at that point was 120-118. An empty possession there really, really hurts. When he drove, Zion, who's standing in the left corner's defender, sagged off and went towards the rim. Zion, if you just pass him the ball, has space to get a full head of steam going, and he's going to score at the rim because that's what he does, right? Or you have Brandon Ingram at, at the right around the break of the three-point line, open, pass the ball to him for an open three-point shot or for him to move and drive because he was aggressive in this game. This was as good of a game from Brandon Ingram other than the two missed free throws that we've seen from him. 30 points on the night, six rebounds. He was 10 of 22, three of nine from deep, and he was aggressive in getting into the paint and scoring at the rim. We haven't seen that a ton from him. Get him the damn ball. Get Zion the damn ball. And this is a problem that we've seen over and over and over again. They just forget about him at times in the fourth quarter in crunch time. And Stan Van Gundy said after the game, he goes, we just stopped playing. We stopped the off-ball movement. We stopped the cutting. And New Orleans was good about this. When you look at the numbers on the night, it's kind of eye-opening some of the things that they were doing. They had um, 38 assists on 46 made shots. Those are insanely, insanely good numbers. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, late, it kind of dried up a little bit. We weren't really sure what they were doing. They became very stagnant. And Stan Van Gundy after the game said, yeah, I don't know what happened there. You know, Lillard got a shot. He got the calls. But we just stopped playing. It wasn't like, oh, we had a chance to win it. We shot and we missed. It was, we let this happen because it was a 17-point loss or, uh, you know, swing in the game that they blew. It's an 18-point swing. It's really disappointing. After the game, Zion said it too. goes, you know, it's coming from the right place. People are trying to make plays, but we're playing a little bit too much one-on-one and we're not doing this as a team. This is where I have some issues. You know, I, I don't mind needing to grow a little bit as a group. And I think what he says is somewhat true of, you know, we've got to grow as a team and trust each other a little bit more. But guys do kind of want to take over in this one. And you saw it on that one possession with Eric Bledsoe. That wasn't playing as a team. That was Eric Bledsoe just trying to go play hero ball. That's not how you're going to win. And you're definitely not going to win when Zion doesn't get the touch that you need him to get or Brandon Ingram to get the touch that you need him to get. Those are the guys that you've got to have carry you. How many times did you check Twitter and see everyone just saying, feed Zion, right? Feed Zion the ball. Go through Zion. And the Pelicans weren't. And at that point, Stan Van Gundy does need to pull guys that aren't playing as part of the team. 
Eric Bledsoe included. Maybe, maybe not Zion, maybe not B.I., but that's what a lot of this uh, loss was stemmed from. Not necessarily the stuff at the very end of the game that you could blame it on that. Not necessarily the refs that you could blame it on that. Zion only had six free throws in this game. Like, that's not right. Um, you had, a, you know, other guy, Gary Trent Jr. shot seven. He shot more than Zion did. That's, that's not right. But at the same point, you still need to be a team. And I've said this repeatedly this season, right? This just feels at times, though it's been a little bit better recently, like an individual, a bunch of just it, talented individual players and not a team. And you saw that in these six minutes where they just completely blew it. And that is so disappointing to see because this is where just pass the damn ball to Zion, right? Like this isn't hard. And so it's a little bit frustrating to watch. And that's where if you want to kill him, like, yeah, crush him on that. Because, like, what are, what are you doing? I'm not going to do it here. It's also, like, 1.30 in the morning when I'm recording this. I just don't have the energy to scream right now, nor do I want to wake my girlfriend up. But, yeah, kill him over that stuff. And, look, kill Stan Van Gundy, too. Maybe you need to go with Nikhil. Maybe you need to go with Josh Hart, even if Eric Bledsoe is having a good game. Because, I don't know, I don't really trust Eric Bledsoe that much in here. And clearly he made the wrong decision there. So, I think this was a mistake and a real missed opportunity. And that's more than anything, really where the Pelicans have room to grow. And they, they need to figure that out. There needs to be some sort of established pecking order and BI and Brandon Ingram probably need to, or BI and Zion. Sorry. That's the same person need to kind of really have it out. And look, you see mistakes from, from Brandon Ingram a lot during this stretch too. A lot of this loss is on him, not just because of those free throws. So they've got room to grow here. Again, it's like we said in the last segment, in the beginning of this one, you hope they take these lumps they process this, and then they improve as a result of it. Again, as I, as I said to end last segment, only time will tell on that if they're taking these lessons to heart and they're just not the same mistake they're repeating over and over again, but instead a learning experience, a growing experience for this team, which is what you want it to try and be. All right, next segment coming up. Guys actually played really well, including Lonzo Ball in this one. want to talk about him and a couple others as we start to wrap up today's show. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber, delicious tasting protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup. This one should be pretty, pretty simple. Peanut butter versus coconut puff. There's some really good coconut flavors they have. And there's one that really might be the best tasting one that is a coconut flavored bar. But this matchup is no question. Peanut butter is just a protein bar staple. It's really as simple as it gets. Peanut butter is delicious. Making it healthy for you in a protein bar is even better. Peanut butter is going to win this one in a landslide. So if you want to vote on this one or vote on any of the matchups, go to BuiltBar.com or to at, built, or at bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember, if you want to buy Built Bars yourself, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Order that mixed box if you haven't already to give all the different flavors a try. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Seriously, the only thing they might not have odds on is the Built Bar bracket. They got odds on everything else. And by the way, the Pelicans over hit again. Locked on Bets, our betting podcast, finally jumped on this train and knew that it was going to be, they said it was going to be close to a final score of, a combined score of 250. 
They were a point off. It was 149. The overhit pretty easily in this one. I'm telling you, take advantage. You can do that by going to betonline.ag. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, including reality TV, award show, and other TV programs. They have you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget about the Locked On NBA podcast on Wednesdays. It's small market meets big market. Join me, Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, right here with you guys right now, and John Krause of Locked On Celtics as we co host the Wednesday edition every single week and look at the NBA from all angles. Small market, big market. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcast. Really important when the trade deadline buildup is coming so you know all the latest news, what deal is going to go down, and how it might impact the league. Okay, wrapping up today's show, a disappointing loss for New Orleans. I'm not going to kill them. You guys can do it on Twitter. You can do it with me on the Locker Room app a little bit later today. Join me, 6 p.m. Central. It's going to be the first one that's a weekly show. We're going to do these all the time, and I really cannot wait. This loss stings a little bit because Zion went off, 28 points on 17 shots. He's really good. We already know this. Eight assists, which is a career high for him. He was just dishing it and looking good. Some of the passes, right? Man, just just a special player. Like, there's not enough superlatives that we can really use about him. Bi had his best game in a really long time. Thirty points for him on the night. You also had a tremendous game from Lonzo Ball. Seventeen freaking assists on three of seven shooting from deep. That's perfect. And he played really, really good defense in this one. And so to waste that hurts. You really dislike seeing that. I want I want him to do so well. And at this point, he is doing really well. And I don't know if New Orleans can trade him, even though certainly they've tried to get someone on the phone with them to make them a good offer. But it hasn't gone that direction so far. But at this point, they might need to roll the dice over the next however many games, 30 plus games, to see if he is a core fit. Because he's starting to look like it by kind of embracing this role. Only two turnovers from him. Like, I don't know what else to say. It doesn't necessarily need to be the score. And this was where these assists were not just kind of those pass the ball around the perimeter, hit a guy, and makes a shot, three. You know, these were really creating for others assists. This was just a flat out, flat out good game by Lonzo Ball. And I'd love to absolutely see this in the defense, especially from him, has been really, really good. Jackson Hayes got some run in the first quarter. He was great. He ended up in foul trouble, which kind of limited his minutes in this one, but I really liked what we're seeing out of him. The energy's there. He's making the right play on defense and just a lot of credit to him, like all the credit in the world for taking that benching and trying to get better and earn his chance to get out there and play. I love it. Like what just what a great kind of story and what you want to see out of these young guys. Nikhil Alexander-Walker was feeling his shot in this one, six of nine from deep, 20 points off the bench. That's the role I see him in, score off the bench where you're not asking him to do too much. Defensively, he's a good one-on-one, good enough one-on-one defender too with really good length, particularly in his wingspan, can really kind of cause some issues. When he's kind of doing this, he's great. The shot eventually becomes a little bit more consistent. He can be pretty good. Josh Hart off the bench, just doing his Josh Hart things. 16 points on the night, nine rebounds for him. These guys all played really well, and it's just a wasted performance because of a variety of factors. Hero ball and a couple of screw-ups at the end of the game, but this was a pretty good, solid performance from New Orleans, and they kept Damian Lillard in check for most of this game until he exploded for 20 points in route to 50 points in the fourth quarter. Man, the, the Drew Holiday trade, I think Lillard is probably the happiest person 
about that other than the Bucks forgetting Drew Holiday. And at this point, the Blazers should have included a first-round pick to the Pelicans in that deal just for shipping Drew Holiday to the Eastern Conference. But this game, ultimately disappointing and now they've got to do this again uh tomorrow so tomorrow we're gonna have mike richmond of the locked on blazers podcast i had my days wrong um talk about this game the upcoming game just kind of how the seasons are going his thoughts it'll be kind of interesting i have a couple of questions i want to ask him about how a team and how damian lillard has become so clutch and how, how do you kind of go about that in that process to get there because I think that's kind of relevant to New Orleans given the 11 double-digit blown leads this season. So that's to come later on this week on Locked On Pelicans. Guest host on Friday because I'm going to be out of town. Should be a lot of fun. I have no idea how it's going to go, but I can't wait to listen to it because I'm going to let them go crazy. I'll tell you who that's going to be on tomorrow's show. And of course, Locker Room later today, 6 p.m. Central. Follow me on Twitter. I'll have the link there. Go download the app right now so you can be ready to go. It should be a lot of fun. I'm curious to hear what you all have to say about the team. I'm excited to have you share it with the group and everyone who's going to be there with us as well. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.